Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I have been deleting a lot of my pictures and videos from my phone lately. I have an abnormal amount of pictures. I'd say like 40,000, something disgusting. And I, the reason is I take a lot of pictures to document things and I use it as kind of notes for my writing, for I don't know what, for like to screenshot, to remember things, to take pictures of things, to remember things and remind myself to go buy that. I use basically my camera roll as like a day planner is what I do. And I also, some people are good. Sometimes people go on vacation, they take a ton of pictures and then they edit them and they delete their pictures as they go. I don't do that. I don't delete anything. I'm too lazy. I'm like, oh, I'm going to go through it and delete it. And then I never do. So what happens is I have to keep buying more and more and more of the cloud. At this point, I own three quarters of the sky or whatever the cloud is. I own it. I have to keep upgrading. And, and it's getting annoying because, by the way, I can't even find things anymore. And it occurred to me, and this is thanks to Apple, those reminders that are like five years ago today, look at this bad decision you've made. I've talked about this before. And they like to show you a picture of someone that you went on like four dates with and you have a picture and I I get that. And I'm like, I don't want this. I don't want to see this. I want to pretend this never happened or like an old relationship. And then it occurred to me, it occurred to me. I said to myself, finally, you know, that saying like thinking about someone or being angry about at someone is letting them live rent free in your head. I thought to myself, here I am letting so many exes live rent free in my cloud, literally living rent free because I have to pay the cloud rent. They're living rent free and I don't I don't want them in there. So I've been really doing like a psychotic sweep of of relationships or people that I don't want in my phone. Like it's not pictures my son needs if something happens to me. He doesn't need that when I die. Like, you know, I'm in a healthy relationship and I believe in like, you know, you can have memories and stuff, but I like, I don't need all these trips document. I'm not going back to look at these old pictures of these people who are literally never going to be in my life again. You know, my ex-husband is one thing because like, you know, we have a family, but everyone else, I'm like, you are, you're just a stranger to me now. And like, it's, Literally, I don't even, I look at those things and I'm like, why do I have them? So I was just laughing because so many of us let these people, all of it, all of our memories live rent free in the cloud. And it seems like a friggin' waste. And the fact that Apple now reminds us of them all the time, I don't want those reminders, not because they're painful or they upset me. I just don't care. And I'm like, I don't need this. And then I go and I do like a mass delete. It's like... (laughs) I'm wiping my life clean one album at a time. That's what I'm doing these days. Is that healthy or not? What do you guys do? How do you guys navigate that? Hey guys, welcome to Social Studies. I'm your host, Jenna Kingsley, and I promise you this is nothing like the social studies you learned in school. Don't hate me. And I don't know why I do this to myself. I don't. I always tell you guys my worst qualities. But the reason I do it is I kind of want you to feel like you're not alone. Like I'm so tired of everyone pretending they're perfect all the time. And I am literally whatever the exact opposite of perfect is what I am. But I have a real 
disorder. When I get back from a vacation, and this is going to horrify everyone out there who's OCD, like my boyfriend and Jenny and a lot of other people. But when I get back from vacation, I will leave my packed suitcase, you guys, for a really embarrassing amount of time in my foyer. I I like to pretend that it didn't happen, like like that I don't have a whole bunch of stuff that I need to unpack and put away. I like to turn a blind eye and live in a state of denial that I have things that need to be washed, things that need to be hung, things that need to be put away. And it sits there and it sits there and it sits there. And sometimes it will sit there until I need the suitcase. Now, I know what you're picturing. You're picturing my house to be in total disarray and like I'm a hoarder, but that's not the case at all. In fact, I hate clutter, but I could justify it if it's all zipped up in one backpack neatly in the corner. Does anyone else do this? It's, a, it's an avoidance. <laughs> it's an avoidance mechanism, but I do it. Don't hate me. I'm sorry. I'd like to be one of those people that comes home and immediately unpacks, but I'm not. And again, I'd like, I'd like to get there, but I, I, at this point in my life, I don't see how it's going to happen. I went to LL's house this weekend and I, I packed an overnight bag and usually I'd pack this overnight bag that I, I had, but it was full from one of my trips. So I packed in just like a, a shopping bag. I would have rather packed my clothes in a shopping bag than unpack the bag I needed to use. I don't know what that says about me, but I'm sure it's something I should speak to my therapist about. Don't hate me. Do any of you guys do that? Do you guys avoid things at all costs because it just seems too daunting? Or is it just me? I do want to talk about something that I've become increasingly hip to, and it's the concept of sustainable fashion. I don't think any of us realized how much of an impact the fashion industry had on the environment. So a lot of companies now are taking sustainable fashion very seriously. And Fox Holt is a company that I love. It brings together some of the best sustainable fashion and lifestyle collections and makes them available on one platform. So you can do all your one-stop shopping for home goods, beauty, clothing on foxholt.com. That's fox-holt.com. They have great stuff. I found Foxholt on my own. Um, I went to go buy something from them and they were kind enough to um, send me a blazer. And so I wanted to talk about them on this podcast because I'm really into the idea of ethically sourced materials. I definitely am into treating animals with respect. I personally do not eat meat. And I am very into saving the environment because I want the world to go on and I want my grandchildren to live in a in a world that exists. Um, and I want companies to treat workers fairly. So I am really into the concept of sustainable fashion. And Fox Holt was kind enough to partner up with Social Studies and they are offering all of you 15% off your entire purchase through August. So I recommend going to check out foxholt.com. That's Fox F-O-X-Holt, H-O-L-T.com. And you get 15% off your entire purchase through the month of August using code F-H-King, K-I-N-G for Kingsley. Thank you, Foxholt, for that. I think you should all check it out. Their stuff is actually amazing and I'm so into what they're doing. So go check it out. I also wanted to take a quick minute um, to... As we are still watching the events in the Ukraine unfold, I wanted to take a second just to name some places you could make donations to help 
the people in the Ukraine. I know we're all watching these devastating events unfold and I know we feel helpless. I, I can't even believe this is happening to so many innocent people. Some sources that I recommend donating to is Bethany's organization, Be Strong. She does amazing work. She updates us exactly where the funds are going. Um, so that is one thing to look into. Airbnb is also, people are using Airbnb to make donations. You can rent rooms, but not actually stay there. Um, but the money will go to hosts. So they have income. You can also sponsor refugee rooms, which is unbelievable. Etsy also has, um, Ukrainian crafts, craftsmen who you can support by exchanging money, by buying things on Etsy. And the money will go to the people in the Ukraine. You won't get the goods, but you are, it's a way to donate money. It's, it's amazing how people are coming up with ways to donate money to this. Every little bit helps. Every little bit helps. I also have a link on my Instagram for um, an organization that helps children going to the children in Ukraine. So you can go to my Instagram and there's a link there. So I wanted to mention that quickly before we get on them with the show. Okay. How do we transition from that? That's a difficult one. Um, but I'm going to give a little reprieve right now and we are going to get into today's episode. Okay. Today, my guest is Amber Katz. You've heard her before. I love having her on. She's hilarious. And if you are enjoying the podcast, if you enjoy Amber, please go into Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review and write what you like about the podcast. Also, please feel free to share it on your social, tag me in it, and I will always share what you have to say, good or bad. So without any further ado, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the podcast, Amber. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me back. It was so fun last time. I'm thrilled to make a second appearance. First of all, do you even realize how often I cite you on this podcast because of I your... Do. <laughs> I'm like your biggest fan and I'm thrilled anytime it happens. It's so wonderful. You guys, I always talk about Amber because I say this all the time. She's my favorite follow on Instagram. I really would say you're like literally one of my top three favorite follows because her, her stories... And I've said this before, she does like a roundup of everything you kind of know, like you're seeing on Instagram. So if there's like a meme of the day, like you'll do the roundup, you, you tell us everything we need to know about Instagram. Yeah. It's sort of like, I think of it, I, this all just sort of happened organically. I just like compiling this stuff, but it's like a zeitgeist digest. I, uh, <laughs> I love it. I love it. And I appreciate your, your kind words about it. So Amber um, and I were talking the other day and Amber said the greatest term that I've ever heard. And it's so good for this show. Amber, tell us your theory. Tell us your theory. Okay. So, you know, this is my don't hate me, but <laughs> I really have, a, I, I find it really difficult to deal with people who are like birthday month people. <laughs> Um, and there are a couple in my life. I deal with them on a case by case basis, but just overall as like a brand, as a concept, like it is inimical to my persona. I do. I cannot with like a million different satellite birthday parties 
all of these things. Everything has to be a Baz Luhrmann affair. There's like a hashtag for it and the whole thing. And by the way, the same thing applies to weddings. Like that's also a thing that like gives me Ajita, like gigantic wedding commotion on Instagram. Okay. By the way, the use of Baz Luhrmann is so mm-hmm. such a good way to describe it. I know someone who has literally been getting married. Their wedding has lasted three months on Instagram. So many people like that. And again, like this is all tied to Instagram. Well, first I'll tell you what the two terms are. So the okay, one yes, I should probably define them. We should define the terms that. because you guys are going to love this. So birthday people. And again, these are Baz Luhrmann birthday people. <laughs> are me theater. They love the me theater of the birthday. (laughs) Nothing is too big. Nothing is too fancy. Nothing is too much promotion. Like they just need so, so, so much. And then for wedding people, like, as you mentioned, this person, you know, who's been talking about their wedding for months and months, and we know about the save the date and we know about everything. Um, they are we theater. So there's me theater and there's we theater. I love it. You guys, have you ever heard of better way to describe anything as me theater, we theater. I've been, I came up with that a long time ago. I don't know when, I mean, this all, this is all again, like tied to Instagram, just blowing everything out of proportion. Um, and you could also say that about like, um, gender reveal parties, like every thing that used to just sort of be like a small event that like, maybe you would like that maybe wouldn't even be an event. Like in the case of gender reveal parties, like that was a text you would send to like your mother and your mother-in-law. Like now it's a party. The, the, the whole gender reveal, and I have to just say this, as far as gender reveal, that is such a crazy thing to me. And I'm so glad you bought that up because when I had my son, that wasn't a thing. I mean, my son is turning 18 in three weeks. That was not no, it's decent. It's, I would even say that is like as of five years ago. And I would also coin that on this podcast. It just came to me. That is we theater, like we like little. Yeah. Because it's like a we oh. into this world. You've just added a new theater. Now we have three. You have three branches of theater. It's because of just Instagram makes everything into like a Shonda for the neighbors to bring like Yiddish into it. Well, that's kind of what it is. Like, you know, we went through that whole, I, and I think it's maybe subsided with COVID and I hope it doesn't come back. But do you remember when we were doing like museums based solely in the fact of being Instagram pictures? Yes. And I'm so thrilled that that's kind of fallen by the wayside. Like, I feel like there are still some museums, like the one that comes to mind is my friend, um, Karen Rabinovitz's slime museum called Slumu Institute. But that is like an experience for children. Like there is an Instagram aspect to it, but like, that's not the main thing. I don't think, but like, right. Like the 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 ice cream museum. Yeah. The ice cream museum, like Rose mansion, like very specific point in time in the culture. And like, they were so specific, like it was like deeply 2016. And I don't even know that they exist anymore. By the way, that's so true. And it really was just an experience to post on your Instagram, which it was probably ultimately a branding thing. Yeah. I guess you're right. People to post brands. Yeah. And it's just bizarre. Like if you want to try out delicious wines, like go to a bar or like a (laughs) restaurant and get a flight, like just the, the production value of it is what like gives me second party embarrassment. Of course. Well, everything now is made for 
Instagram. It's like, you know, if you have something at a party, like what's going to look good on Instagram and it's that whole thing. It's kind of like, this is what totally skeeves me out when you go to like a resort or a restaurant and they have a specific place to take the picture. It feels so gross to me. I don't like a fake step and repeat for your Instagram. (laughs) Even like the, even like a neon sign when you walk in that, you know, that's, that's more innocuous, I think, but I agree like a step and repeat, like like, oh, it makes me feel dirty. I just, I couldn't agree more. Don't try too hard. I just can't. It's it, that's exactly right. I was in Madison Square Garden like a couple of weeks ago seeing John Mayer, and um, there was a huge step and repeat strictly for the purpose of taking pictures of each yeah. other. Like it wasn't a professional photographer to yeah. post on your Instagram. It was like a whole New York back. And guess, guess what, guys? I was standing so close to it because I was having a drink and I was the closest one. So every single person turned to me and said, can you take this picture of us? And I'm laughing to myself thinking I basically have built my career on mocking these types of moments. And here I am. So meta. This so meta, this step and repeat photographer. No, but I, I want to quickly go into gender reveals for one second. Mm-hmm. When I had my son, I literally was in the room with my ex-husband and they're like, do you want to know what it is? And we we found out it was a boy and we had a moment. I cried, you know, it was really nice. Now it's like, you have to try to kill the neighborhood. Like you actually have to set the neighborhood on fire. Literally, people are dying because you have to have a party instead of just sending a text and saying it's a girl. And also just to, to presume that people care that much about your life, that they want to block off their calendar. That's the thing that like really puts me over the edge because, and I think like, I, you know, I think I'm very, I'm very strict about it because I'm overscheduled and I don't know, I'm an introvert. So like, I see any like meeting or event as like a personal assault on my life, which is not healthy. That's amazing. Like when you're getting all these invites to things that are not, you know, the important event, like I think a wedding, sure, but like a bachelorette party and an engagement party and 16 other satellite events. And then like, like a shower and then a baby <laughs> shower. And a, I'm so funny because speaking of birthdays, okay, like I will, I don't even have, I, I'm, I've never been a birthday person. I always had a weird thing about my birthday ever since I was little. Like, I don't know, I guess like which is going to sound weird since I work in entertainment, but like something about the spotlight on me and like the, the buildup and the pressure, like I, I, I never lived up to what it was felt like it should, or whatever it was, I'd like psych myself out. And I never wanted like a surprise party or a party. And yeah. so for me, it's so funny. Cause I have friends where it's like, they have six or seven different birthday dinners for different people. And, and the truth is, and you guys, also don't hate me for saying this. This could be a don't hate me. Mm -hmm. Like, of course we want to celebrate like our best friend or like, or something or like a parent or a child or like even our like three best friends. And a milestone birthday. Absolutely. Go Um, all out. A hundred percent. You really want to when you're turning 40, 50, et cetera. Yes. That calls for a big bash. But it is so funny. Like I had a friend say to me like, well, I have to have all these different parties and dinners for different groups of people. Otherwise people are going to get offended. I was like, I would be so happy if someone didn't invite me. That's a gift. It's a a gift. gift. Heaven. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, I don't know. There's, I really if I could stay home and watch Netflix. But you and I are in the minority. I don't think most people operate that way. And I respect that. But like, to me, right, the greatest gift you can give me is just taking an event off of my plate. 
I could not agree more. John Mulaney said it's like heroin, like when plans get canceled. And <laughs> that is how I feel. Like I know. the worst thing you can do or the worst thing I feel like I can do for anybody is like be a major suck on their time and like resources. And I feel like throwing myself a birthday party for like, you know, 43 would be exactly that, you know? Right, right. Or what about the birthday trip that oh, you expected to go on? Uh, I mean... Yeah, I opt out out of of a lot of those. Actually, ironically, I am going on a very good friend because she's in like my, you know, top yeah. five. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. She is having a birthday trip and it is a big birthday um, at the end of March and I'm happy to do it. Right. But yeah, I mean, for very close friends, there are different rules and I'm happy to do it. But yeah, a birthday trip for like a tangential friend, you're hilarious. By the way, just so you know, blanket statement here. This is not, this is not targeted to anyone near Amber knows specifically. No, it's not. Really not. <laughs> this doesn't count for our friends. This is people I don't know on Instagram. I see doing this stuff. This is yes. just the culture. This is not anyone specific. Yes. I'm glad you said that. As we sit here and discuss all of these events, weddings, showers, birthdays, you know what a great gift is? Anything from the way, Way Melrose Place body cream, Way Melrose Place body cleanser. These items from the way are amazing. They help quench your thirsty skin and leave it feeling satin smooth. It's fast absorbing to nourish your skin when you need it most. Hydration that prevents dryness. High quality nourishing ingredients like squalene and coconut oil. You can also turn your shower into an escape with gentle skin softening Way Melrose Place body cleanser. Experience the new Way Melrose Place body cream and body cleanser, your body, your way. Go to theway.com, that's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use Believe to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at theway.com, code Believe. Also... We're talking about all these events coming up, birthday parties, weddings that go on for months. So before we continue with the show, I want to talk a little bit about Noom. Noom uses the latest in behavioral science to empower people to take control of their health for good through combination of psychology, technology, and human coaching on their platform to help millions of users reach their personal health and wellness goals. A lot of people face pressures to change themselves to fit other people's expectations. And the more freeing solution is to find things that work for you. Noom understands that everyone's weight loss journey is unique and what works for someone else doesn't mean it'll work for you. That's why Noom's approach adapts to your lifestyle. It's flexible and it focuses on progress, not perfection, allowing you to work towards goals at a pace that's comfortable for you. Noom Weight makes it easy to start your weight loss journey and stay on track with personalized lessons to help you gain confidence and practical knowledge, one-on-one coaching, and a cognitive behavioral approach that teaches you how to be mindful of your habits. 75% of Noom Weight Loss users finish the program and more than 60% of the users that engage with the program kept the weight off for a year or more. So start building better habits for healthier long-term results. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's noom, N-O-O-M.com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. And now back to Amber. So, okay. So 
me theater. We are in this world and it's so funny where, and I talk about this, you guys, you know, all the time I go into social media because I'm just always just blown away and flabbergasted by the extent of how many models we know. (laughs) Well said. That is the pull quote of the century. That is the thing. And and they do it without any irony. That's the thing. Like they're not, they're not cringing. They're not, they they genuinely are like, this is my moment and I'm here to shine. When I'm even at a dinner with friends and we have to take more than one photo. I'm dying inside. I, I die. First of all, I'm so unphot. I am so unphotogenic. <laughs> I definitely couldn't be an influencer of any kind. <laughs> me neither. Me neither. I, I, the, the minute I was a blogger and the minute like things started going toward that trajectory of influencing, I was like, I'm out. I got <laughs> You're like, I'm, well, da- I'm done. I started a copywriting business. That's hilarious. But I do. I love the me theater, we theater. I love, by the way, there was someone who I used to follow who did so much pre-gaming for her birthday. Like she, she posted pictures of her like ordering like treats. And you guys, if you listen to this podcast, now I have an issue with that word. And also I have to say so many people love and use the word treat. So I apologize. Okay. But like she showed like weeks before, like, cause she was having dinner for her friend. She showed her like ordering their goodie bag item. Like she showed the flower she was going to have on the table. And I was like, and it wasn't even a big event. It was like dinner for like four people. I'm just Who thinking like the demographic for that information that is, is my, my question. question. Who and cares are the two questions I have. I don't understand. <laughs> Who and cares. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I love it. It's And then it, I feel like I have mono by the time the event arrives because <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, this hasn't happened yet. And we're still going into Dickensian detail about every piece of the puzzle that is this like multi-affair thing. I just, I don't know. But again, like, I, I don't, I think I'm, I'm very strict about this kind of stuff. I don't know. I know. You know what? And I, I know I sound like a bitch and you guys, I just want to also say, I fully support whatever you guys are posting. I just have to throw it out there. It's interesting. Cause you see like Gen Z is not like this at so, all. No. So like, I think that it's sort of, um, it's a combination of two things. Like I think the future with Gen Z in particular, like they're, they are the antithesis of this. They post nothing. They might have a finsta like they're really not into it. i'm sure you're so son, true like, nothing on instagram zero right? things he That's does true. not look at instagram he he does like to watch reels i'm sure like consuming content he consumes like- he does not post anything by the way a lot of these kids only post things on snapchat to each other it's not yeah. like a platform to be praised it's really not that they're thank yeah. god maybe they'll break the cycle yeah so that's what, that's part of it. And then I also think the other thing is because like, I don't know you, I feel like you and I have been online, like very online for a long time. And that's yeah. another thing I've been thinking about. Like I started a blog in 2006. So like I shared like all kinds of insane, moronic information about my life. Like not necessarily like, I don't know, just, I shared a lot. And then I kind of mm-hmm. got like sharing exhaustion. Yeah. Like hit a wall, maybe like, I don't know, five 
five to seven years ago. And that's when it became very, very popular for the rest of the world, like specifically on Instagram. Right. And as, as I was approaching burnout, the rest of the world was like, oh, we're like, this is what we do now. So I think I sort of come from it from like a, just more like been there, done that aspect. Right. And that, that also informs my like crotchety behavior about right. me and we theater. No, I, I totally, I love me theater, we theater. It's, and by the way, by the way, I use social media and I post things. So I am not innocent. You guys, I am not those in glass houses should not throw stones. I am not innocent, but I will say, I know exactly what you're talking. It's so funny that you said by the time the event comes, you have mono because by the way, like maybe keep it special. So when you emerge as a bride, we're all like, Oh my God, you know, the thing that's the thing like I feel like now privacy and like only highlighting the most special things it's almost like um you know there was like shelfies were really big with all of your products and now what's really chic is having like three things you love like three skincare items like we don't have a 12-step skincare regimen anymore like it's very chic to have like just a few things like the culture always ping-pongs back and forth between extremes Mm -hmm. and I think like you know, we've had this Baz Luhrmann, you know, culture for a long time. <laughs> and it, never, it served a purpose and people were into it. But I think the, in the next like year or two, it's going to be like totally gauche to continue with that. And it's going to shift. I could not agree more. Like, because here's the thing. Like, I remember there was a time where like, oh my God, ready for this cringe. And by the way, I might have talked about this before. I don't even know anymore now that we're like way years into this podcast. Do you remember the olden days of Facebook where you would post like 37 pictures from a night out? Oh, and you see it now in your, in your memories and you just want to get a gun. I literally am like, I can't believe I put these pictures on Facebook. Like wasn't one enough or like none my status updates because I just share all the time. And that was the only like avenue or platform for sharing. Like the things I shared make me want to rip my own arm off and throw it at myself. Correct. Same. I read some of my status updates are like 13 years ago today. And I'm like, I was a loser. Oh my God. I mean, (laughs) we all, all, I think we all feel that way to a certain extent, but yeah, I I will say, I will say this. Those writing those status updates was fun. And if you were a writer, it was like really fun. Totally. Like Amber said, we didn't have, that was before my blog even. That That was was before. Now it's like, you can use Twitter for that. Yeah. And Twitter came about not too much later, but yeah, it was, it was just a very specific, there was only, there was only Facebook really for a long Mm -hmm. time. That was how you kept in touch with people. And it was just a really easy way to like, talk about what was going on with you or whatever. But like, because it was the only thing we all sort of like used the hell out of it. Like I used to post multiple status updates in a day. I mean, now <laughs> Ringe city, I'm the mayor. <laughs> I don't think I've posted one thing on Facebook in the last like two months. Like I would oh have my to. God, have- that's literally hilarious. That is so Yeah, Amber and I are from like a little house on the prairie time when <laughs> social media was just as simple as having a well in your backyard. Yeah. I feel like this whole conversation makes us, makes me certainly seem like an octogenarian, <laughs> but it's, I, I have to give my truth. It's the way that I feel. And, you know, I love in, it. in terms of like being on the internet, I do feel like, you know, a Laura Ingalls Wilder, like, you know, horse I know. Because it's been a long, a long road. Literally. I know we've been it in this game for a long time, a long time.
last time you were on Amber, mm-hmm. we talked about life is short, burn your candles. And I made a vow that I was going to burn my candles. Yay! I didn't want to die. Remember, we made this I vow to each other. I didn't yes. want to die with a draw full of unburnt candles. I have a very interesting update with that. I made the same, I said the same thing that I was also going to not die with a drawer full of candles. And then in the last year, I have started getting migraines from every single candle. I cannot have home scent in my apartment. I can actually have leaf diffusers. Candles are a no for me now. So unfortunately, I still have that candle drawer. So if you would like more candles, I would be happy to give you my candles. It's really sad. Like, okay, well, I don't even have an excuse other than to say I'm going to die with a draw of unburned candles is what it's looking like. Yeah, you've just not made progress on that. I've made no progress. And now yeah. that I see your face and I'm having this discussion, it's bringing me back. And I'm like, I made this promise to Amber and my listeners, and I've yet to burn a friggin' candle. So I'm going to do it today. Um, Amber, time always flies when I'm talking to you. You're just the absolute best. Tell everyone where they can find you, stalk you, wear your skin, you know, all of it. Thank you so much for having me. Always a blast to chat and catch up with you as well. Um, You can find me on Instagram with your We Theater and your Me Theater. My Instagram handle is Rouge, R-O-U-G-E underscore 18, like the number. And I also have a sub stack, which I did not have the last time I was here. I started it in October and it's all about the beauty products that I buy myself with my American dollars after years of getting free beauty swag. And it's, um, the URL is amber.substack.com. By the way, Amber is the one who taught me how to use Substack. So thank you. I love Substack. I'm so glad I'm loving your, I saw you send out your, your, I I did my, I did my soft launch. I love it. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Social Studies with Jenna Kingsley. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you want to stalk me, you can do that on Instagram at Jenna Kingsley. You can visit my website, jennakingsley.com. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at Jenna Kingsley. If you have a topic you think we should cover, you can slide into the DMs or send me an email. Have a great week and I will speak to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.